Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And on today's show, we're breaking down this LA Galaxy midfield. You all, you know all the names associated, but it's now time to talk effectiveness, injuries, and the new additions that could help or hurt this struggling LA Galaxy team as it attempts to right the sinking ship. To help us understand and break down this conundrum, we're going to be joined once again by Latin Times Sports Editor Michael Duarte. So let's get started. Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Welcome to another exciting show of Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am Josh Gessman. He is LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. We have a fun show packed for you today discussing the LA Galaxy midfield. Obviously, the LA Galaxy coming off a 2-1 loss to FC Dallas, a game in which they played pretty well for about 75 minutes, but couldn't quite keep it going for the last 15, so a defeat for the LA Galaxy turns everybody a little sad, but today it's talking about the LA Galaxy midfield, how they've been playing since the start of the year, and in order to help us do that, we're joined by Michael Duarte, Latin Times sports editor, and he sometimes writes for Newsweek and NBCLA. Michael, thanks for stopping by once again. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you for having me back, and uh, thank you for that intro for Sebastian Baguette there in the beginning. I'm sure he loves it coming home. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, absolutely. So, uh, so we get started now, and we talk about this LA Galaxy midfield. Michael, I would like to just know your general thoughts on this midfield so far over the course of the you know, first 10 games or so. How has this LA Galaxy midfield performed? Uh, injury riddled, I think, would be a word we would use to describe the LA Galaxy midfield so far. Uh, coming into the season, I think the unanswered questions were, how do we replace Landon Donovan and, uh, even more importantly than that, Marcelo Starvis? Mm-hmm. And this has been an ongoing carousel of finding guys to fill those spots. Uh, injuries have been a huge part of that. And so this, this midfield has struggled. Um, this, I don't think this was the midfield that Bruce Arena envisioned before the season, but he's still experimenting and there's still time, so we'll see how it all comes together. Yeah, you know, Adam, uh, Michael sort of made the, uh, the initial statement that I wanted to sort of throw out there and, and, and start with, because despite the fact that we've said it in a multitude of different shows, I mean, it's talked about almost after every LA Galaxy game and before LA Galaxy game is the fact that Landon Donovan and Marcelo Sarvis are no longer with this team, and that left two giant holes, and possibly Marcelo Sarvis, as Michael said, and I agree, leaving the larger hole of those right now, um, it's, it's something that you can't understate, right? No, it's, it's a huge part of why the team is struggling. You know, they haven't had two veteran players who were instrumental to their success a year ago. If you look at what Marcelo Sarvas brought, his constant motion around the field, his ability to pressure, his leadership ability. And you look at Landon Donovan, you know, the best American soccer player of all time. 
not having that has been a major loss for the Galaxy. And yes, there's going to be some bumps along the road. And they've also brought in some new players who have had to have time to kind of adjust. And we've seen young faces as well. So it's a, there's a real, you know, transitionary atmosphere around the Galaxy midfield right now. You know, Michael, we start with just the names. Some of the guys who have played midfield for the LA Galaxy this year, Jose Villarreal, Giossi Zardes, Juninho, Bradford Jamison IV, Stefan Ishizaki, Baggio Husidic, uh Mika Varanen, Kenny Walker, Rafael Garcia, Ignacio Maganto, and coming soon, uh, Steven Gerrard, and of course the new signing, uh, Sebastian Legette. All right, so you got these guys now. All of these guys, has anybody stood out, and how much have injuries sort of hurt the development of this midfield? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with the hammer. Injuries are absolutely what has stunted the growth of this midfield. And uh, that laundry list of names you just uh, ran off uh, of our, like I said, that carousel of midfielders um, is what we have. Now, Early in the season, uh, you guys might agree or disagree. I think Jose Villarreal did a good job of filling in the midfield and kind of replacing that Landon Donovan role for a little bit. Obviously, his hamstring has been a huge issue to that, and we can talk about the decision to play him in the uh, in the under-23 team, which may have, have hurt that hamstring even more. And I know, and maybe, Adam, you can talk to this uh, really upset Bruce Arena. But uh, Rafa Garcia recently has filled in right. somewhat nicely, uh, I would say. Uh, obviously, they made a move to bring in Mika Varanen, and uh, other than that calf injury, which kind of stunted him for a couple games there, he has uh, he had a little bit of success. But uh, when you do want to talk about uh, is these new additions that are coming over, and we can talk more about Sebastian Leggett, who I think could be uh, the Aaron Cubbin to Landon Donovan. Yeah, Adam, talk uh, talk real quickly about the injuries. Obviously, you had Jose Villarreal, who really earned that starting spot, who seemed to be the bright spot for the LA Galaxy. He goes down. Um, you know, it's it's sort of up in the air now about who's been filling that position, and it really has sort of been this round robin. Kenny Walker got hurt as well, but you've had players like Ignacio Maganto come in. You've had players like Jose Villarreal make a statement, even Bradford Jamison IV playing in the midfield at some point here as well. I mean, what what's Bruce trying to figure out here, or is he just trying to survive? You know, I think Bruce is trying to get, you know, the people that he wants on the field. Uh, it's been a very difficult process, as you two have mentioned. And, you know, Jose Villarreal was a, was a big loss. And I think, you know, that calf injury that you know, we got mentioned about Mika Byron, and uh, that hindered his kind of transition to MLS. And we still haven't really seen his full capabilities. But, you know, this team is starting to kind of get people back. You know, Bruce Arena spoke on Tuesday in training and said, you know, Kenny Walker is back in training. That's going to help them just with the ability to kind of slow down the game because Kenny Walker is kind of, you know, a player that likes to distribute the ball a la la Mika Vironen. You know, Jose Villarreal is moving forward. You know, Bruce was very upset you know, that he didn't get a proper warm-up in that game against Mexico, you know, which caused some issues and which led to that setback. So, you know, I think that they have used, a wide number of characters, and that list is only going to get bigger when Steven Gerrard and Sebastian Legett are able to play. And, you know, they're going to lose Bradford Jameson the fourth after this game against Orlando right. uh, due to the international duty as well. So, I mean, it's going to be a changing cast of characters. But, you know, the thought is once Steven Gerrard comes in in June, he's going to be able to have that ability to just get right in there and, you know, and play. 
You know, you know, Michael, is that even a, a reasonable request right now for Steven Gerrard to come over here and just be able to play, to just fit in? I mean, there's so many moving pieces within that midfield right now that just trying to put another piece in there doesn't exactly seem like it's, it's going to just solve all the problems. It could, though. Uh, it absolutely could. Because we let's start with the roots of this team when Bruce Arena, head coach and general manager, took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all centered around David Beckham, who played in that midfield. He actually played, I believe, on the left, uh, no, right, right-hand side of the midfield. Yep, a lot of times in. the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and landed on the left-hand side. And, and that his whole kind of structure and strategy and, and identity for this team was around ball possession, was around passing, was around ball movement, and that all hinged on David Beckham. And uh, Landon obviously helped do that, but really, as we talked about earlier, Marcelo Starvis came into the midfield and did a very good David Beckham impression these past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were there with me at the 2014 MLS Cup in December. Who sent that pass uh, in extra time? for Robbie Keane to win the game. Yeah, Marcelo Sarvis, obviously, yep. And that, so it's about replacing that, that part. And if you can replace those one or two pieces, it will change the identity of this team back to what they've always been, and that's dominating ball possession and passing and ball movement. And that is what Steven Gerrard will come in and hopefully do. He plays that right midfield spot. He's one of the best in the world at that spot. And now what I'm interested in seeing when Steven Gerrard comes over is we, we hear a lot in times we do a lot of coverage on soccer and international soccer over in Europe. And so we talk with a lot of representatives with the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I've, been on, I've been on their shows before. They've been on our shows. And they say, and if you talk to them, that Steven Gerrard has looked uninterested and in playing with Liverpool uh, in these past couple of months. He just seems kind of over it, like he doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So... What I'm hoping is is this move to sunny Southern California, across the pond, uh, a chance to play for some hardware, for some trophies for him, which he obviously didn't get to do with Liverpool this season in EPL, will kind of reignite his career and get that passion back. And if he does that and plays like that, I think we're in good shape. Adam, what are we missing in the midfield? What is the key to sort of letting the LA Galaxy play the way that they want to play? Um, so, so what is it? Is it just, is it the movement? Is it the ball movement? Is it a single person or is it a team mentality? You know, they're missing a, a wide number of things. They're missing that pressure that Marcelo Sarvas brought to the game. You know, they're missing uh, the ability to kind of play out wide. And you really haven't seen the best of the players that have been playing. You know, we haven't seen those kind of deadly crosses uh, from Stefan Shizaki as we'd want to see. Right. You no, know, we haven't yet seen. We've been dealing with younger players on the other flank, which is going to lead to, you know, some bumps along the road. And I think, other than Juninho, who has been very strong this year, you haven't seen that second midfielder kind of step up. And you know, it also hurts they haven't had the proper ability to have Robbie Keane on the field for long stretches of play, which means that guys like Josie Zardes or Bradford James in the fourth get put in in the midfield when maybe people consider them to be forwards, you know, especially in Zaki's case. So you're seeing a lot of change. And you know, I think Bruce hit it on the head today when he said that, you know, he hasn't been able to put people in their proper positions. Right. And that leads to a bunch of change along the midfield, which is going to clog up 
what the gals try to do, and that's possess the ball and, you know, try to play nice soccer. They've had to become a very direct team. You know, they're focused on set pieces, focused on heading the ball. That's right. their kind of big MO right now. But, you know, when this group kind of comes together and all acquiesces, you'll have a, a decent group. You know, you know, the thing, Adam, that sort of gets me the most is whenever you look at the number of names that have sort of played in this midfield so far this year, um, and the fact that there's only going to be four, you know, let's say five or six positions every game day for these midfielders. Um, and it seems like there's going to be a bunch of people sort of left on the cutting room floor. Do you think the players are aware of that? Oh, for sure. I think that they know that this is going to be a difficult situation. You know, once a guy like Jared comes in, you know, once it may be if Steven, if uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Legette comes in, Sebastian Legette comes in and, you know, makes a big impact, that's another spot gone. So I think that this is important for these young players, especially that know how to deal with the rigors of trying to earn a spot. You know, no one wants to lose their spot to anybody, be it Sebastian Legette, be it Steven Jarrett. So they're going to have to try to raise their game and prove to Bruce why they deserve to be on the field. It's going to be interesting whenever that happens. Uh, Michael, I'll ask you, who stood out for you, both maybe a, a good standout and a bad standout, before uh, before we let you go here? Um, a ba- good standout and a bad standout as far as in the midfield? As yeah, far as yeah in, the, in, in the midfield. In the midfield. Well, there's a couple things before you let me go I wanted to kind of address. Right. Um, first, let's talk about like the standouts. Bradford Jameson, let's talk about BJ4 when they put him, uh, I think, against Real Salt Lake, left midfield. That was an interesting decision. I don't like it personally. What do you guys think? We can talk about that. Yep. Um, that was one of those. But, but besides that, Bradford, BJ4 has stood out this whole season. Um, I, I talk and I write and I cover a lot of Southern California sports here, and oftentimes with teams like the Dodgers or the Clippers or something, injuries happen to a team early on in the season, and it makes other players – emerge from, you know, places like, like Los Dos, for, in this case, with, with BJ4 or off the bench or young players coming up. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a blessing in disguise. Right. Uh, I saw it with the Clippers when Blake Griffin went down earlier this year. I saw it with the Dodgers when Clayton Kershaw went down last year early in the season. I think you're seeing it happen with the LA Galaxy. I know it's the third wave of the season and we're right in the middle of the pack. We're struggling a bit and you can't rely always on history that we're going to turn this around and, and go back to the cup. And we don't know because chemistry is a big part of that and losing those two guys and Donovan and Sarvis hurts because we still have to build the chemistry. But I think BJ4 is getting tremendous confidence. I think you leave him up top. His, his wheels and his speed are are his asset uh, and, and make him above everybody else on the team. And, and I don't think you should put him in that left midfield spot, but he's been a standout. I think Stephen Leggett, when he comes, I'm hoping he, or Sebastian, excuse me, Leggett, when he comes, uh, I'm hoping he plays against Orlando City this, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he'll be eligible to play. I'm hoping he maybe gets some time. I really, I don't know if you guys know a lot about him, um, you know, in covering EPL and learning about him. I really do think, that Sebastian could be the next Landon Donovan. And what I mean by that is I think also that the Galaxy are banking on the fact that here's a guy who, like Landon, when he went over to Germany with, with Bayer Leverkusen, struggled, struggled with the culture, didn't get a lot of time on the playing field, came back over to the MLS, back to California, to San Jose, and thrived. And the, the story of Landon we all know now. He's become the greatest American soccer player in history. Sebastian was discovered at... at 16, 17 years old in Santa Clara. 
he goes over to West Ham's uh, training facility, and he starts to train there. Injuries, he got mono for a long time, and then kept him off the field and off the pitch. He hasn't been able to shine and get even play, let's be honest, over there. Mm-hmm. So he's now coming back to a California reunion with a culture he knows, with a team he's familiar with, with uh, a place where you can be around friends and family in the support system. And he happens to be a number 10 as well, right. like Landon. He happens to have what, what I've heard from scouts and, and people who cover EPL that we talked to over there. He has that thing that we always talked about with Landon, that engine that never stops. He's always going. He has that in him. He has creativity. He has confidence. And what I think Bruce saw in him when, they, when he trained with the team in Ireland this, this offseason he has tremendous vision and great passing ability. And that's what this team is lacking and missing. So if we can get Sebastian in on the left-hand side and Steven Gerrard in on the right-hand side, I think that shores up your midfield. It's now just going to be a matter of confidence and playing with guys like Janine Ho and, and Rodney Keane when he gets back from his groin injury. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I, You know, I haven't seen him play, and, and sort of that's where I'm hesitant right now to really just grace him with any sort of plaudits because, uh, you know, having not seen Sebastian play, I'm, I'm hesitant to just throw my weight right behind, you know. I think that uh, I think that the Galaxy midfield is going to start shaping up here soon because I feel like with some of the injuries coming back, that could definitely be it. I, I liked Adam, and, and I'll let you, uh, you close out this segment, but I liked Ignacio Maganto um, in the last game. I actually thought the LA Galaxy midfield played really well against FC Dallas up until the point where, um, you know, Maganto came off the field and, and some changes were made. So um, I'm feeling like they're starting to put some puzzle pieces together, and like Michael said I'm seeing some of those players step up it feels like they're starting to move forward in that direction do you feel do you get that that sense at all uh, being with the guys all the time yeah definitely I think that they were very proud of the way that they played against Dallas up until you know it all kind of went south because you saw a team that was not only you know looked dangerous at times but also was very good in defense, and I think that that's where the Galaxy, you know, have their foundation. It's in defense. If they're defending well, they're usually playing well, and so that's what you want to see first start to come. I think that as long as that's coming, you know, the offensive stuff is going to come. That always takes time. So it's a step in the right direction, for sure. It, it, it certainly sees. Michael, before I let you get out of here, do, do, do the LA Galaxy write this ship in the next coming weeks? Is, is there going to be a solution here on the, uh, on the horizon? So coming weeks, I don't know necessarily about the coming weeks. You know, this team still hasn't won on the road in 12 straight matches. They're going to be on the road again this Sunday, but then we get two home games. So I think if we can collect some points at home, uh, it'll help us in the standing. As far as riding the ship, once we get that midfield short up, like Adam said, we hang our hat on defense. The midfield is where we need to improve. Uh, they should really rename the LA Galaxy Robbie Keane's groin because it's all hinging on him coming back and how that groin heals here. He's missed the last six games. When, when that starting roster is set, when all the puzzle pieces are in, in place and all of the experimenting, and the experimenting is going to continue all the way up until when Gerard gets here because it's all about getting, con- uh, getting chemistry back in this team. When that happens and if we can build the chemistry with guys who are actually set in their roles and not changing parts all the time, that's when the ship will be righted, and I think we're going to make another run. 
Well, the LA Galaxy will face off against Orlando on Sunday in Orlando. Orlando can't win at home, and the LA Galaxy can't win on the road. Something's going to happen. It'll probably be a draw. I mean, you know, if you're really going to say all that other stuff. But, Michael, certainly want to appreciate you or, or thank you for stopping by. We always appreciate you stopping by. I know you're busy, and uh, you took some time out. So, thank you once again. Can you tell people where they can find you? Is there any, is there, can they, are you a Twitter guy? You're not on Twitter. Should they find you on Facebook? Where can they follow you? I'm actually not on Facebook, but I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. Uh, you can just find me at Michael J. Duarte, all one word spelled out, my full name, Michael J. Duarte. And uh, you can find me uh, at LA Galaxy Games and Cub Up, as always, with you guys. Awesome. Michael, thanks for stopping by. Whenever we come back, Adam and I are going to, uh, again, talk a little bit more about this. Maybe you'll hear a little more opinions from me. I know, that's what you're all looking for, me talking more. I'm sure that's what it was. All right, so... Whenever we get back, Adam Serrano, me, talking more LA Galaxy midfield ahead of this game against Orlando on Sunday. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. corner of the galaxy don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts news and more visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com welcome back to the show corner of the galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com i'm josh guessman he is la galaxy insider adam serrano you're listening to back pocket memory go download their stuff on itunes they're providing us with the music the least you could do is go to itunes check out their album some great great stuff definitely going to need to check it out all right, so we're going to continue our uh, discussion here on the midfield. The LA Galaxy midfield looking ready to go through a bunch of changes here, Adam. Obviously, we have uh, Legette in. We have Steven Gerrard coming in. Um, it's going to be an exciting time, I think, for LA Galaxy fans, especially if you were a little worried, like me. I'm, I'm worried right here, raising my hand, about how this LA Galaxy midfield has sort of been, uh, been performing. Yeah, you know, you haven't seen this team play up to their potential, I think, pretty much in, I'd say, almost any game this season, you know. Even their, their wins against, you know, Kansas City and Seattle, you, you saw some real real holes there. But I think that, you know, as the team starts to get healthy, as they start to get players back, you know, players like Robbie Keane, as they start to integrate guys like Sebastian Legette, and, of course, once Steven Gerrard comes, you know, you're going to see a lot more of a dangerous team a lot more team with a lot more, uh, I guess, cohesion is the word. Right. And I think that that's, that's going to be big for, for what Bruce Arena has up the sleeve. Yeah, it's going to, you know, again, there's so many moving pieces right now with this midfield. I mean, I, you know, I went down the list of how many players have played in the midfield, and it's, it's scary. And to understand that that's one of the real issues with this L.A. Galaxy team and why they're not playing well, I mean, we've, we've, talked about it, we've talked about it before, Adam. We've talked about how the L.A. Galaxy in the midfield, it, it, 
really links the defense and then it links the, um, the you know the offense together. And so whenever you have those two things, whenever you have something like um, you know a hole in the midfield, then you understand what the issue sort of is. There is when there's a hole in the midfield, you don't have any cohesiveness. There's no moving forward. And and apparently apparently Adam has just been replaced by a barking dog, which which works too sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I was saying, and and I'll go back to it. I was saying that basically, whenever you look at the midfield, um, having a hole in the midfield is really one of the issues that the defense is struggling and that the offense is struggling is that the midfield holds those two groups together. And right now, you have three separate groups and nothing's working together. Yeah, you know, you you have the defense, which I think has been the banner part of this team this season. And, you know, you have the attack, which has really struggled. That front six really hasn't produced as you'd want it to. And I think that a lot of that is dependent on the fact that this team hasn't really possessed the ball as much. You know, they haven't been able to kind of do what what makes them the galaxy, you know, know, hold possession, you know, keep the ball, spray it around, and then, you know, eventually find the holes in the – in the opposing defense and, and score goals. And I think that once you have that, you're able to start seeing you know, the galaxy that we've seen you know, for the last, you know, say, five years or so, dating back to that 2019. So I think that getting that back is a major plus for Bruce Arena. And having a set cast of characters and not just a constantly changing one, I think right. will help this team. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's definitely going to help. I, I will tell you, I want to know what your thoughts are on Ignacio Maganto. I thought he played an excellent game in FC Dallas. And not only that, but he showed me that MLS is for him. There's some guys who you can see the speed is too fast and, you know, they can't quite think as fast as they'd like to. They just, they get overwhelmed in a situation. And, and you know, Ignacio Maganto playing in the midfield, there was none of that, Adam. I was, I was impressed and quite honestly, I thought that whenever he came out, and I said it before, whenever he came out, that's when the team really sort of started to struggle. So I want to see more Ignacio Maganto. Will I get more Maganto? Nacho Maganto. <laughs> you probably want a record for saying his name that many times. I uh, do, yes. But, but, you know, I think that he's, he's very talented. And I like what I saw from him in that game, just in the fact that, you know, he's willing to try things. I think he's not, he's not afraid, and he has that sort of poise but you also see in players like a Jose Villarreal and like a Bradford Jameson the fourth. I think right. that's what, what Bruce wants. You, know, you look at another kind of guy who I think is kind of similar to him was Paulo Cardozo. And, you know, he looked like he had the talent on the training field. But once you put him on the field, he was kind of that player that didn't think as fast. He didn't know how to deal with situations. And he tried to rely on his technical ability. Mm-hmm. But considering the game was going so fast, he didn't have that same effectiveness. But, you know, Maganto seemed right at home against Dallas. I think that whole situation didn't bother him any. You know, he scored. He, it was a very fine play that led to the goal that it was called for offside. But I think that that's something that we, we might see going forward. I'd expect to see it at least against Orlando. And in the coming weeks, as Robbie Keane still tries to work back from fitness, but... And for my money, I think he's done enough to uh, keep earning praise from Bruce Arena and keep earning stars and possibly game day appearances. Besides, everybody wants like the free Nacho uh, promo that's going to come whenever Nacho like scores a goal or something. That's going to happen. Free nachos for Nacho. That's 
That's already in the works. I guarantee it. Otherwise, my faith in the LA Galaxy, Adam, is 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 lost completely if they're not working on that. So we'll see it. Uh, the LA Galaxy will face off again against Orlando Sunday, May seventeenth, two p.m. Pacific time. Orlando can't win at home. The LA Galaxy can't win on the road. So something's probably going to give their ESPN two, ESPN Deportes. Adam, are you excited to go to Orlando? I was just there. I was just there. I heard uh, it's going to be raining. I heard that the temperatures could be upwards of 95 degrees of humidity, and there's going to be thunderstorms. So it just sounds like a great place to be, the happiest place on earth, as I hear it. And uh, I can't wait to go to Orlando. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go to Harry Potter. You're gonna go to Universal Studios, Adam. No, I'm not going to go to Harry Potter. I'm not going to go to Disney World or Disneyland or California Adventure. Florida there's Adventure. No, there's Florida no Florida Adventure. adventure. No, California Adventure is unique to California. Surprise. Oh, enough. Well, Animal, I would have loved to see what a Florida Adventure is like. Animal, it's in the swamp. Animal Kingdom's where it's at. That, that, uh, that Expedition Everest, that's where it's all about. All right. And by the way, the weather that you described sounds exactly like Dallas. So um, good times. Good times for you guys traveling. You, it rained in Salt Lake. It rained in Dallas. You'll get rain in Orlando, too. It sounds perfect yeah that's we've had thunderstorms we've had rain tornado watches you know let's just throw in maybe a hurricane a monsoon possibly an earthquake let's just let's just get it all in there bite your tongue sir all right anything else you want to say before we get out of here uh remember it's sebastian legit legit sebastian legit i went on a whole video and said his name incorrectly so now i'll never forget it sebastian legit Sebastian Legette. There you go. You have had your pronunciation guide. All right. If you're looking for Adam, it's at LA Galaxy Insider on Twitter, at LA Galaxy Insider. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And then, of course, go to LAGalaxy.com forward slash blog for all of Adam's writings following the team 24-7. Gets to go to Orlando. Yay! I'm sure he's excited about that. All right. Uh, if you're uh, looking for this podcast, obviously, at cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you want to go. Um, we're on Periscope live. Every show is live on Periscope. Everything that you could possibly want to know is on Periscope behind the scenes. It's a good time. Please follow us there. Um, Facebook, everywhere else. I'm sure you'll be told by Mr. Michael Araujo, our good friend. All right. LA Galaxy versus Orlando, Sunday, May 17th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. ESPN2, ESPN Deportes. And, of course, we're going to have another show later this week that get talks about that game and recaps the loss against FC Dallas. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Other than that, for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, I am Josh Getzman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Goodbye.